Welcome to the Carmesh Rebels podcast. I'm Jenny Field. I'm Advita Patel. And I'm Trudy Lewis. Today, I want us to have a chit chat about negotiation skills and negotiating in general. It's one of... Um, It's a topic that comes up frequently in some of the work that I do, either on a one-to-one basis with coaching or through clients. How do I negotiate a better deal for myself? How do I negotiate a better circumstances in terms of the results I need, whether that's business or personal? And I thought it'd be really interesting for us to have a chit-chat about how we negotiate in our day-to-day life, business and personal. What tips and tricks do we use to make sure that we have the same kind of outcome we want with our negotiating party? And the the other reason about negotiation for me is that I have grown up in a South Asian household and I have witnessed my (laughs) mum negotiate and barter a lot with other people. And she has got skills in terms of how to negotiate a great deal, how to negotiate people with respect, um, but getting what she needs to get out of it where they're both happy. And I've always been a little bit shy about negotiation because I felt always very awkward and embarrassed, to be honest with you. I don't anymore. Like I always go to my mum still if I still if I want a good deal. <laughs> mum, I want to go on a holiday. Can you negotiate a good deal? Um, because there, there's, there's this certain, and I've been observing the way she does it, and there's this certain kind of confidence around it's my right to ask you for a deal that works for both of us and this is how I'm going to do it. Mm. And she does it with such kindness as well, which I like. And sometimes, you know, it is a bit cringe. I'm like, mum, you can't negotiate in a shop in UK like you can in a shop in India, but Mm. she does it. You know, so if there's like a mark on an item of clothing, she'll like go to the, the counter and say... Can you knock 10% off because there's a mark on it? Mm. I would never, I would probably go, well, I'll add another 10% on because I really want it. <laughs> That's what, but I've, over the last probably decade, and I think that comes with experience and age as well, to be fair, I've learned to negotiate well and how not to fear asking for things and working in collaboration with others to get the results you want. And I want to specifically talk about it in this episode because in our last coaching retreat, somebody said that they wanted to learn how to be a better negotiator. And I know we had a conversation offline about what's the difference between negotiation and influence? And is there a difference or are we overcomplicating it by two different terms? And I thought it would be really good just to kind of explore that a little bit more because there may be folks listening going, yeah, what is the difference between influence? It might come out in the conversation that we're going to have now, but how do you, what, how do you feel about negotiation? Like how, how does that feel for you when you have to negotiate something? I don't really like negotiating, I Mm. think. Listening to you talk about your mum, you know, bartering bartering and doing that. And I (laughs) I have been with friends uh, and some of my team, actually, recently we were with a client in, in Morocco and we were, had a bit of time to go around some of the souks and Someone in my team was kind of, you know, having the negotiation on the price. And I sort of inside, I'm just dying and, you know, <laughs> just, just pay them. Like, it's like, it's just pay. Um, because it just, it's not a natural state for me yeah. in some of those things. But then if I think about negotiating for salaries when mm. I've been in jobs and negotiating for budget uh, for my function, there's always been, you know, quite a lot of things that I've gone back to in order to help me achieve what I needed to achieve. And so much of that comes back to knowing the people that you're trying to negotiate with mm. and knowing them enough to know what they need in order to to feel safe in that negotiation. But I think I'm much better at negotiating at work than I am at anything in my yeah. personal life. Like I wouldn't even think to 
negotiate on. And, and I'm even rubbish at getting like multiple quotes for things. I'm just a bit like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. We'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you physically winced then when I said that. You were like, oh, I don't like that at all. But I don't, um, yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah, definitely much better business, not so good Personally. personal. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the same. Really? I do not like um, the idea of negotiating, and when it relates to money, I find that difficult. So I would difficult or uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I would actually just pay the price rather than argue, and um, I do connect negotiating with sales. Ah. So. Again, I I always look at myself as I'm not really good at I'm not a good salesperson. Um, if you give me like you know when you used to have raffle t- tickets and they used to say oh you know sell these and so on and so on for a cause I believe in the cause but I would more likely just take out a lump of some some of money and pay them and say I didn't sell any tickets but here's a donation. <gasps> would I'm, you? I'm dead serious oh, because I wow. just don't I don't do well with sales and so on. So I connect. In my head, connect yeah. the two. Um, so negotiation I find hard, hard. However, if I'm in a situation, I'm more likely to negotiate for a decision. So, you know, when you're talking to within the workplace, perhaps in a meeting with somebody, you might need to be talking to a leader or manager or so on, and you need them to do something or you need them to agree on something. Now, that's where I will negotiate. And I look at it as... Um, yeah, and a much easier thing mm. for me to say, well, yeah, we will have this back and forth discussion so that I can get you to X, but no moment money's involved. As long as money's not involved, I can oh. negotiate. That's, God, that's so interesting. That is yeah. really interesting. I just find that really, really cringy and hard. Because I was with you within cringy and hard, I would say, in my 20s when I used to hear yeah. my mum, and in my teens actually, when I used to hear my mum negotiating yeah. with energy people and insurance people and in the shops I just pay it and I'm like mum it's the pay it's the fees that you have to pay you just pay it and even with like people going to do work at a house and it was a bit uncomfortable for me to watch the kind of because I think it's a money thing and god it's a bit cheeky I don't want anyone to think I'm really cheeky and all that yeah and over time over the last decade like I said I've really changed my mind over it and I'm like Mm. why wouldn't we negotiate for something that has a good outcome for both parties Mm. you know they want the work we want to work with them let's try and figure you know figure out middle ground I mean you saying that you only get one quote I was like, what? Yeah, what no, do you do? do. Like, yeah. for me, it's about... I, in my defence, I do try to get others, but people have been generally very rubbish at getting quotes. Not yeah. lose interest. So then the one out of five that does actually send a quote, I'm yeah. like, well, I'm just going to go with you because yeah, I can rely yeah, on you. price isn't always... It's not. And reliability is such a core value for me that if I've asked three people to quote yeah, and only one fair. of them have that done is it, fair. then... That's fair. That's it. fair. It's like you do ask, it's not like you don't ask. Yes, no, I didn't. Yeah. No, I don't no, just that, blindly yeah. go with one. Well, do you fair. feel better now? I do feel okay, better, yeah. But when it comes to our personal negotiations, so things like negotiating for a salary, which I think is or a promotion or being able to work on a project. Now there is there are elements of being able to influence upwards for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you can influence by demonstrating your skill set by showing the outcomes that you're doing to get the promotion and the project and whatever. But there's also you have to remember that not everybody will see your influence in that way so you will have to enter the discussion to demonstrate with them and negotiate why you may deserve that project or why you may deserve that that I can do pay uplift pay uplift so for example for me then I always just wait for my pay upgrades Mm -hmm. right so you deserve a pay in my performance appraisal 
Are you done well this year, Edwita? You're going to get 10% pay grade. That's pay rise, sorry. And I waited for that conversation. And when I got to a certain level, I realized that other people were asking when they delivered some incredible projects and saved the business money for pay upgrades, just randomly. Mm. I was like, this is new. Yeah. <laughs> you can do this. People can ask for like upgrades whenever, like pay, up, yeah. pay rises whenever. And that's because I sat with the HR team for a period of time and I saw people coming over to them and negotiate with them about why they deserve X, Y, Z and all that. And I was like, I'd learned a lot from those discussions mm. that I observed. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Like, it's, And it is, to Trudy's point, really uncomfortable. Like, to, especially when they go, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no. Like when I got a new, I got a promotion at, uh, in one of my old jobs and it was an internal promotion. And, this, you know, they have the salary. Yeah. The, the, the band. Level. Like you start on like, you know, like 30 grand difference between the bottom and the top. Yeah. Um, so I I went into HR, they offered me the role and I went into HR and said, yeah, well, thank you so much for offering me the role. Uh, I would, here's the evidence of the work I've done and I would like to go in at this salary. And uh, I remember my H, the HR business partner going, no. I was like, sorry. Because <laughs> I was ready for this, like I did all my research and yeah. negotiating, what do I have to do, go in with the evidence, have your data. And she's like, no, no. I was like, S -s sorry? It threw me completely. And she's like, yeah, no, no, we haven't got the budget for that. So then I had to go into this whole, well, you advertise the salary at XYZ and yeah. I feel like I, I've been at this salary for a certain amount of time. This what I and I had to do that, but it was so uncomfortable. And she went, right, let me go away and think about it and speak to the live manager. Came back and she came back with a different figure. I went back in with it. And it was like a skill and it was the most uncomfortable because we had to sit next to each other. <laughs> Oh my at the gosh. desk and she wasn't being like she was absolutely fine but yeah. it was a tough she's obviously used to it and you know doing it on a regular mm. basis for me it was the very first time in my entire career I'd asked for something more than I was given yeah. and it was it was a tough one do you think one. it's cultural I mean I'm thinking about the fact that all of us live in the UK do you think there is it's different in other countries yes. and people uh, just yeah, go absolutely. And negotiate yeah, yeah, without yeah. any issue and that actually our discomfort with that is because of British. our culture in the UK, yeah. whereas in other cultures, you I think far. so. I think it's a natural thing for some cultures to be do to be. Actually, they'd be surprised if you didn't. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. and so I think in some cultures it is. I mean, I know for men, um, I, I had a, an interesting conversation with a guy um, who was um, a coach from Canada, and he he and I used to have this conversation about the fact that women would not push themselves forward and, and negotiate for salaries whereas for him as a man it was quite easy and expected so there was an expectation that he would negotiate mm -hmm. but there wasn't that his wife would who was also in a very senior position mm. and um and we were, you know, just jokingly saying, oh, we must we must find a way to help people, to help people to understand this a little bit more, that maybe we, as women, need to be a bit more assertive and and actually ask for more money. And so it's, it is hard, but I think you're right. When it comes to different cultures, some cultures, it's a natural, natural thing. Mm. That's what they expect you to do. And if you don't do it, you'd probably be like, Hmm. Yeah, That's why haven't you? There was a TED talk I listened to recently. I'll, I'll pop it in the show notes and it was linked to women and, and credibility. And it was talking, I'm sure it said that um, when women negotiate on behalf of other women, it, it works. But if yeah. women negotiate on behalf For of themselves, themselves, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So actually... You know, what's that about? But yeah. it is that whole... Because you fight harder, thing. don't you? Yeah. You fight harder for others all yes, the time. Than like, you do for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I know my female bosses always fought hard for me, never for them. Yeah. 
Never. Yeah. Like I never saw my I've seen So that what we need to do is make a pact then with all women to yes. always negotiate on behalf of oh, each other. I love that. Because then we? we would then be able to really change everything yeah. if we're always negotiating yeah. for each other. 100%. And I met somebody not so long ago who is an MD um, of an organisation and she offered a role, to those two roles, and she offered the role to both of them. One was a man, one was a woman. And the man asked for extra money. Uh, the woman didn't ask for anything. So she went back to the woman and said... You haven't asked for extra money, but I'm going to give you extra money because this person has negotiated this salary and I want to pay you fairly. That for me, wow, yeah, that's is amazing, incredible. That's like she amazing. did that, and she's, you know, she said it's it's really important to me that we are paid fairly as women. Yeah, but it's, and she also coached the woman to say you need to be able to ask for what you want and what you deserve. But I said to her, I said there are so many people who wouldn't do that. No, you know, and I've seen LinkedIn like comments and rage in the comments and in the LinkedIn story that said why should I do that like my role it's not my fault they haven't asked for a salary increase why should I have to go and do it for them but it's because it's hard and I mean I I think just the fact that she thought of somebody else you know and and perhaps and the fact that the whole situation was not fair that she thought to do that but it it is it is a real thing that people don't feel confident to actually ask For more money. Yeah. But is the negotiation, I mean, we've talked a lot about salary and that being the negotiation, but I'm, as we started this discussion, I was thinking about our values, which we've talked about on this season, and whether you negotiate for things that are linked more to your values and what's important to you, and that's where you would step into a space of negotiation if negotiation is uncomfortable. Yeah, I think that would lead that would you probably you. more to negotiate if it goes against your values. Yeah. So if you've got two parties who have got very different value sets and you are looking at the ultimate outcome, I think that the fact it goes against some of your values will push you into negotiating kind of conversation. That may make you feel a bit uncomfortable, mm. but you know you have to do it. And I think if it doesn't go against your values, then it's a bit like, well, whatever. Yeah. I'll let them crack on. Then you probably let it go. But yeah. I, that's the... And I think as professionals and leaders, we either enter into negotiation ourselves with others who are asking for something from us or we have to go into something for ourselves, if that makes sense in terms of... And I think, like you just said before, Jenny, and it's got me thinking about, we always fight hard for other people Mm. all the time, but man or woman, right? I think you always fight harder for others than yourself because I think part of you might think I don't deserve it or part of you thinks, is it my problem? Is it my job? Mm. Is it mm. my job to get involved in this chaos or this mess or this whatever's going on here? And how do I even do that if they're more senior to me or if they have certain personalities that I don't want to kind of engage with? And there are tips and tricks, obviously, with negotiation that can help you understand better on how you get the results that you want. But do you think there is something about negotiation... We, you, saw, you, you talked at the start of this about negotiation and influence, which we sort of talked about before we started recording. I'm still struggling with that differentiation around negotiating. Is it that there's a negotiation for an end goal and influencing is more... Long-term. Long-term, Long, yeah. Or influence is more, is less outcome-driven. Like, I want to influence, you know, I want to influence people to maybe think a certain think way or do something, is. but it's... It's not necessarily we're going to negotiate to an end point that's then a compromise and then we move forward. Okay, and I think it's your point, Trudy, that negotiation is very sales related. It always feels like that, that there is some sort of outcome. But yeah. for me, influence is a continuous thing that you have to do. 
Yes. It's continuous, whereas negotiation is in the moment. It's, yeah, there's like an end point. But, so, it. for example, if you're in a workplace, so we talked about personal stuff, but say you're in a workplace and there's a, a direction the CEO is taking the business and you're uncomfortable with it because it's not aligning with whatever you initially agreed or they've said something that you're not, you know, you're not comfortable with. You would enter into that moment of negotiation with them because if they're quite adamant that they want to do this, and but you know it isn't going to work, but you want to be able to negotiate that conversation, you would hope that the influence you have worked on mm. over the months and we'll weeks an and impact, years yeah. will allow you to even enter that negotiation because that's important because I think people won't want to listen to you if they don't understand you or respect you or you have that kind of influence. I just don't think they will. Yeah, and I think that's really important to you know, as you've explained that, if we think about the work we do through coaching or, or, or consultancy or with clients, that to negotiate depends on your relationships yes. that you've established already. Yeah. So if you know that there's going to come a point where you are going to need to go, you are going to need to negotiate <laughs> um, with someone, then you need to invest in that relationship before that negotiation yes. in order to enable that to... Yeah. To, to, to not even necessarily to win the negotiation, yeah. but to have a fair chance yeah. of being invited to negotiate. Yeah. But isn't that, even that, that relationship side, isn't that very intrinsic to negotiating anyway? So I know you're talking about it from an influence perspective. So, you you know, you build this relationship and then it enables you to, to negotiate when it comes to a decision that you need within, say, for instance, a leadership um, yeah. setting. Um, but even as negotiating, uh, uh, there's a great level of relationship that needs to be built there as well. So sales and I look at it as sales partially, but if it's a sales thing or a, or a salary thing, relation, relationship does play a big part as well. I it has to. Think it has yeah, that's to. exactly yeah, that's what, what I, yeah, that's that's what what I said. No, no, but I thought you were saying it in terms of as it relates to just influence the longer no, term. that you've got to have a relationship with someone in order to negotiate. And I think that relationship can be long-term or short-term, right? And it's how quickly you build that rapport with them. Yeah. So if I look at negotiators who have to work with... Um, terrorist for example who are holding people hostage mm -hmm. and how they build a relationship so I watched a really fascinating TED talk on a negotiator who worked mm -hmm. in, in terrible circumstances who had to negotiate with uh, and I'll try and find it for our show notes um, but in there they were speaking about that relationship building with that yeah. person so they don't go they in they have and, to do it very quickly so they don't go in and go let them go right now otherwise you're going to get thrown in jail and yeah. you're going to get XYZ yeah. they talk about they talk to them like a human being you know, whether yeah, they deserve yeah. it or not, they'll say, how are you feeling? What's your name? What's your family? Where do you live? Yeah. You know, they try and do well, all of that. It's humanising it. It's humanising it? You know? it, yeah. And I think we talked last season about the, you know, rehumanizing leaders and things like that. And I think there is something about when it comes to negotiating and, and influence and relationships, there's something about the human element, understanding the personality traits yeah. that we've talked about this season and understanding all those different things to allow you to negotiate, have those conversations. But what happens if you, what happens to that relationship if you try to negotiate and it fails? I think that's a really good question. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I think with that, it's just about, because, and, and I'd, I'd say to a certain extent that's happened to me, you know, just having to negotiate something within the leadership setting, you know, I've worked for uh, a, a team and had to kind of negotiate with the most senior senior person about a decision, you know, like, I want you to start communicating in this way. And it is the give and take. It's kind of like, yeah, 
um, let me compromise. There's a lot of diplomacy, but they didn't always agree and they didn't. I didn't always get it over the line and all that happened was in the next beat is that I just keep the relationship going. Mm. So it's, it was about saying... I'm not holding it against you that you did not agree with me there and you did not accept what I was negotiating for. I respect you enough to say, do you know what? You don't have to go the way that I want wanted you to go, even if I was right. <laughs> um, I, you don't have to go that route. You, you, you are in every, you know, it's, you've got every right to just stay in your position and say that you're not going to accept my negotiating. But the next thing is for me not to step away and to continue a relationship. But that has to be a choice, doesn't it? Because if you try to negotiate something, so if we go to Advita's example about negotiating your salary, mm. if you tried to negotiate that and they'd come back and said, no, 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 you could have then said, right, well, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Not oh, yeah, you off. could have yeah. done because that's the whole and part that's, of negotiation. That's, that's, isn't the, it? that's the choice you've then got to make yeah. around the outcome of this negotiation. What do I do? with whichever outcome I get from this negotiation. And maybe that's something to think about before you go into the negotiation of, you know, what's the outcome I want? What's the outcome I'd be happy with? And what's the outcome exactly. that I don't want? And then what the consequences of each of those things yeah. for me to be clear in terms of what I want and to it do. And it is a compromise, right? So I don't actually think... Um, I try to be optimistic and think these negotiations that we enter at aren't always failures, but it's an opportunity for us to share our point of view. And whether the leader or whoever you're working with doesn't agree wholly with your point of view, there has been an element of compromise in that discussion, I would say, that would allow you to build on next time. So to Trudy's point, yeah, okay, they haven't agreed on a certain mm. channel that you may want to introduce or whatever. But next time you go into that, there'll be that relationship and that rapport yeah. that you would have built up that you can add on to that. And I think if we enter a discussion about a negotiation, sorry, about whether it's going to fail or not, then it's that mindset shift again. So I always try and enter a negotiation is, to your point, what what is the best case scenario for me and for them in terms of two? So we have to realise what do they want and what is their barriers. And sometimes there are other factors in play. Yeah. So fear, uh, time, resources, budget, the things that we may not be aware of, which is what, when we first enter that negotiation, that may change our minds mm. when we enter that chat. So I've been into conversations where I've wanted to introduce something and they've come back and said, we've just got no money. Mm. Like we've got no budget. And that changes it, right? So there's like, if we've got no budget, then what else can we do that's a bit different? And that's, I think you have to be really agile and flexible with yeah. that and be okay with maybe not getting your way 100% or being able, because there's different, then now we get into a different term, which is persuasion. Mm -hmm. And we talk about, you know, how do we persuade people to think our way? And my, I've got a bit of a thing with persuasion is like, what are we persuading them for? Like, is it for the best outcome or is it because we want to win? Mm. Well, it's your... And, and it's quite interesting because it will be the purpose that you have that's important to you. Yeah. That purpose might have no importance to the other person. They might never... They might not see it. So I think there's... One of the key things, I think, is also understanding the people that you're negotiating with, understanding some of the drivers that are pushing mm. them towards the way that they, they're thinking in order for you to then come with something that they might accept. Because if you go in randomly based on, okay, my purpose is, you know, my thing is this, I want to get this over the line, without considering the other person's position, yeah. who they are, why they would think a certain way, and some of the priorities that they would have. So, for instance, if you're negotiating with a leader, 
one of the things that would be front of his mind, might his or her mind, might be the whole thing of budgets, of shareholders, reputation. There's loads of things that would cause the person to, to, to not accept what you're saying. So understanding where they're coming from is, mm. is quite key and actually being quite open-minded about how you're approaching the conversation I think would be really important. Which is why, to Jenny's point, doing your homework and having that attention to detail is important. Totally. So you can't enter a... So when I, so if I think a very that tactical example, let's go back to my mum, who's very a very good negotiator. She won't just go to the, the woman, at, in, a woman or man or person at the shop and go, I want 10% off this. Mm. She'll do the rapport bit. Like, it'll be a very short 10-second rapport building, but she'll do the whole, hi, how are you? Hope you're doing okay. Yeah. Have you had a good day? Yeah, I've had a great day. Oh, I found this item. It's got a bit of a mark on it. What do you think? Do you reckon you knock 10% off? Because it's a bit bit damaged she'll do that and that's a very short example mm-hmm. she's done her homework she's seen the the items in distress there's no other item around that she can replace it with it's only in her size so she's done all of that stuff and she's gone with the facts and I think that's in anything that we do so when I went in and did my salary negotiation which I did get by the way after a very uncomfortable moment <laughs> but I got it I went in with my I did my homework you know, so I yeah. went in with my what what I have achieved in the organisation in the last you know year, what I was going to do in the new role, and why my skills were going to help them achieve their objective in the new role. Mm-hmm. And I went in with actual like real facts that they promoted around the salary band, and and asked them a, a serious question of like, well, why have you put this salary band in mm. if you haven't got the budget yeah. for it? Like, if it was somebody external, would you have paid them that? And they couldn't. You know, they were like, yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, we would have. So it's like, well, what's the difference? You know, you have to you have to ask, and you have mm. to ask these kind of uncomfortable questions sometimes to get them to understand. Actually, this is a negotiation. I'm not saying I want this and I deserve it. This is like, well, what 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 can I get in return? Yeah. But is there then a real correlation between negotiation and confidence? Because yeah, yes, there, there has to be. You know, how do I get the how do I get the confidence to negotiate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't think you can negotiate if you're not confident. It's it's quite difficult because you are going to get the rejection. Yeah, and if if you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get a yes. There's no guarantee that they're going there's they're going to agree with anything that you're bringing. So you've got to have that tenacity about you that says, you know what, I'm okay with that. You know, think about Advita. It takes confidence to then go back with a counter offer or a counter arrangement. Mm-hmm. It takes confidence to do that. You can't do that if you're if if you're if you don't kind of put your head in the space of do you know what I'm going to deal with the fact that I'm going to be rejected because it's possible, and I'm going to come with a counter offer each time. Mm. And but then in the back of your mind, you have the figure or you have the position that you're willing to be settling at. You're saying do you know I'll I'll, I'll cope with it if it's this. Yeah. Um, but I am going to push to get to where I want to get to. That takes a lot of confidence to mm, do that. Yeah, I think it does. And I think it's it's it comes back to that point I said earlier about the what what am I what's the outcome I'm looking for with this? Like what am I comfortable yeah. with? What's the what's the real desired outcome? Mm. What am I comfortable with and what's so the consequences it takes some thinking. of the other one? So having that time to plan, think, prep like you did you know, then I think that's that's what leads to good negotiation. Yeah. Mm. And and for some people, there's more prep required than others. You know, I don't 
over over prep as, as we know. <laughs> Trudy, you like to prepare a lot more than than I do. Like generally, you'll always be I'm, more I'm prepared. I'm a very over prepared um, person, <laughs> and that's and but it's it's that comfort. I'll never forget somebody working with somebody when I was um, volunteering with the Chartered Institute of Public Relations, and they were they were horrified that I wasn't you know prepped for my speech the next day. But I was like, no, I'll write it. And, yeah, yeah. You know, because I know what I'm going to say. I just yeah, need yeah. to Same. to write it down. I don't need to. Whereas the anxiety that was coming out in them on my behalf yeah. mm. because I hadn't done it because they would have sort of prepped, rehearsed, yeah. prepped, rehearsed and done that. And that's just different people and different I think it's also different the, styles. And I think it's also about your confidence with other people. And I think everyone is different, right? So I, I we've spoken about the terms introvert and extrovert and I don't believe in them. Yeah, same. I don't believe in them. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to recognise, this is why it's important to recognise where your learning opportunities are. Yeah. So if you are not very confident in approaching people to have that discussion, then what do you need to do to get to that point if yeah. you want to negotiate a better deal for yourself yeah. or be heard in conversations? And that's really important because there is a there is a skill, and we're going to get into tips now as well, there is a level of skill and techniques and tips you can use to negotiate things for you and your team or whatever you're doing that does require confidence and this unshakable certainty that this is what I'm going into and this again links into our values which we've spoken about before and the Mm. purpose and what we're trying to achieve and the best outcomes for the organisation or for ourselves in terms Mm. of what we're doing whether it's personal or professional so on that top tips on how to negotiate better or be better in negotiation in terms of skills I think a lot of it does for me links to your Mm self-esteem And, and your confidence, I think both of those things. So we've touched on the difference of those mm-hmm. in, in a previous episode. But I think if you are negotiating for a salary increase, then you've got to have a strong sense of your worth and why you think that and and do the prep and, and whatever else is needed. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, so so there's that, but there's also an element of making sure that you're investing your time in the relationships, whichever wherever they are in your life, to allow you to to negotiate because we have to negotiate all the time. We have to compromise, you know, all the time. There's always a bit of to and you know, back and forth, toing and froing mm-hmm. on, on different things. Do you have good enough relationships? Have you invested in those relationships in order to allow you to have, you know, a respectful, grown-up conversation about some of those things? And if you're if you haven't, then you probably haven't got enough. Um, you know, in the in the pot, if you like, to to kind of redeem that back in terms mm. of negotiation, and I think that's they're the two things I'd think about. Yeah, I'd, no, I'd, right. I'd 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 have that understanding of your self esteem, mm. confidence, but also make sure that you're investing in the relationships that are the right ones to help you. Yeah. with that. Great tips. What about you, Trude? Um, similar. So so I would focus on the whole idea of building rapport and relationships. So actively listening. And if you don't know how to, or if you're not sure how to find out um, and get some great questions and linked to getting great questions is gaining an understanding of what the person wants. So the people Mm. who you're going to negotiate with, find out what their drivers are. I I think I've said some of that already, what they're interested in, what what will get them over the line. Um, And then also consider options. So... There's a really great way of doing that by coming up with some scenarios and Mm -hmm. and looking at different scenarios that might be palatable, (laughs) you might accept, you might be okay with as you're negotiating. Mm. You know, you can't go into it blindly. So the research, the planning, you know, plan the conversations, think about, okay, when it comes to scenarios, you're going to be thinking of, well, 
here are the different things that they might come back with and here's how I'm going to challenge each one of them. Mm. Because if you go in there without having thought those things through, you will find yourself a little bit speechless at a certain point when they come back with, do you know what? Sorry, that's not for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And And the conversation then ends and you will gain a heck of a lot of respect from the person that you're negotiating with, especially if they're in leadership. Yeah if you have done your due diligence. Yeah. So that's yeah. really good advice. Yeah, really good advice. Um, my tips would be to find your style. What's your negotiating, mm. negotiating style? There's a framework um, that I'm going to share in the show notes, which I think will be useful for people. It's by just um, looking, I want to say, I want to pronounce names properly, but we all know I probably won't. Okay. <laughs> it's, um, Give it a go. Luiki and Hayam. It's a negotiating model and they say there's five negotiation strategies that we need to be aware of. So, And you have to find the one that works for you. And there may be multiple ones that you have to use. So there's avoiding, competing, accommodating, collaborating and compromising. And I think that will help you kind of identify where you sit and maybe where you need to gain more skills. So Mm -hmm. it's really important to find the way you negotiate and everyone is different. Right, so some people go in hand. Some people will be a bit more softer. Some people like to the, they, these folks' points will avoid and do something a bit different. So finding negotiating style is really important. And I think you know with what what both of you have said, I completely agree with understanding your why, like why are you entering this negotiating? Mm. What is going on? Is it a, as Jenny would say, is it a hill that you want to die on? It's, it's a good, good one. Yeah, is it so a hill? And I've died on a lot of hills yeah, over my time, so it, I, I like to check these things first. Which is, <laughs> and it's so important to focus on that a little bit because we have spoken in this season about overwhelm as well and you know, and what that feels like. And sometimes we need to balance it out and be very mindful of what that looks like. But have if you are a person who needs to have, you know, notes in terms of your thinking to add, you know, to mm-hmm. to explore where your kind of gaps are to find more information for so you can negotiate well, then do that. You know, and if you are someone who can enter a conversation and build rapport quickly, then great, use that to your strengths. But it is, you know, ultimately you do have to think about, is it something worth fighting for? Yeah. Like, is it worth fighting for for me? And is it, is it important enough for me to do mm. this? So I think that's, you know, I think they're really good. And there are, there are lots of, support, and I will share a couple of other books that I've read about negotiating skills as well. And I shared one on my LinkedIn not so long ago. So I'll share that on the show notes. But yeah. It's it's such a good, it's such a big topic. Yeah, I think is. as we were still talking then on the tips, I was still coming back to, you know, the, the differences around the world, yeah. you know, and I've had conversations with with clients that we have in the US saying mm. actually maybe maybe a more European approach to this might might work. <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll back away and and we'll let the European team lead this. Yeah. Like there is a there is an awareness of, you know, what works in you know to really get the outcome you want, who are the right people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think knowing your team, knowing who you've got around you, knowing the yeah. strengths of people around mm. you, then that's really important. It's really important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And get my mum on your team. Yeah, well, I'm going to... I mean, amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. her later to ask yeah. her some questions. Yeah, get her on a team. Can, can I get... take her shopping? Yeah, I need a new sofa, actually. If she can come with me for that, that oh, would be really helpful. Oh, she'll deal. I love it. She'll Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more or subscribe to our newsletter, visit camedgerebels.com. We'd love to continue this conversation, so please connect, ask questions, and share your thinking with us. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, under Cam Edge Rebels. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate and review us. Listener.